Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. We are back with Robert Kappelman, who has been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio numerous times in the past. Robert Kappelman, welcome back to Freedom Forum Radio. So, redemption and forgiveness for past sins seems like a reasonable course of action. And that's, I mean, if you have that system in place, I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, and I think most people want some kind of fairness. But I think you'll agree that if wokeism does not supply that, there is a real purpose in not allowing people to be redeemed. What do you think that is? Well, again, you're looking at uh, trying to convince people that the country is irredeemable. And therefore, you can't even build on what's there. You basically have to tear it down and rebuild it in a different image. And if you look at the supporters of wokeism, uh, you look at the founders of Black Lives Matter, which is a woke organization. Uh, You look at Antifa, which for a non-organization is pretty well organized. And I do that, say that a little facetiously, but you'll you'll note that they are uh, basically Marxist. And so you finally come to the conclusion, and I've come to the conclusion after studying wokeism and the people behind wokeism, that they really are looking to basically take the country down to its foundation and rebuild it with a different system. And their system is Marxism. Marxism. So we realize that that's the goal, and uh, we obviously see what their methods are. So you have a group of co-religionists who have a very firm belief, and they are working to uh, convert everyone else. But they're not working to convert everyone else, which is what a religion would do. What they're looking to do is if you don't believe in us, if you dare open your mouth to say anything against us, you become an unperson. You become canceled. That's a very, very different way of dealing with trying to advance your ideas. Exactly. So you look at the revolutions, the communist revolutions. Uh, if you didn't conform, 
you basically went away. And, in a t- uh, you know, with communist and uh, communist governments, they're totalitarian. There is only one truth. And those people that don't agree with that truth are, are basically sent off to a gulag someplace or they disappear. And I'm afraid that if you look at the direction of wokeism, if they're willing to cancel people, destroy their lives, destroy their businesses, um, what else are they willing to do to support their truth? So you have a, a group of people who consider some, themselves woke, and they have allies, don't they? They have very strong allies. What, who are their allies? Well, some of the organizations that are leading the, the way with, uh, for instance, Black Lives Matter, that is a organization that is, you know, closely aligned to the woke movement. Um, you have Antifa. You have the people that are supporting uh, the uh, critical race theory. Uh, the people that are supporting the 1619 project. And those projects um, definitely came out of the woke philosophy of picking and choosing what history you want to uh, go by. And again, uh, this critical race theory, which is is amazing that people, the people need to know more about what's happening there. But, but basically says that from day one, America was a, a flawed country and that, uh, you know, a certain group in the population that founded this country are irredeemably flawed because of the color of their skin. And other people are uh, forever uh, oppressed by the color of their skin, which totally goes against the whole concept of America. Now, granted, America did not live up to its ideals, but if you look at history, uh, and no one in the critical race theory wants to look at that history, but almost from day one, the, uh, the country was trying to move away from slavery, uh, there were there were acts closely after the uh, Constitution was uh, passed that you know outlawed uh, importation of slaves from Africa uh, stepwise, and uh, eventually a war with over six hundred thousand people died for that final um, abolition of slavery. So that is the part I'm talking about redemption. Uh, This country has made big mistakes. I mean, not little ones, but big ones. But through history, America redeemed itself and got second chances. And the system we have, when properly used and not abused, uh, will continue to get America back on track when we move away from our founding documents. Well, you see here a very common modus operandi for people who want to take over a country, and that is you have to divide the population against itself. 
and things like critical race theory in the 1619, uh, yeah, the 1619 project, and all of this wokeism and everything that's going on uh, has been a very malicious effort to divide us against ourselves along ideological lines. What's interesting to me is that a lot of the a lot of the issues that are along the divide are really not all that important. That there is, however, a basic philosophy that is forms part of the divide. The people on the woke side of the spectrum have have put up a lot of straw dogs along the way. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, what you're looking at is they are trying to take away the rights, the natural law rights that were protect, that are supposed to be secured and protected by our founding documents. And that is the real issue here. Uh, yes, I mean, we may agree with some of this. Yeah, we should have done that. We should have done this. Maybe we can do this. But that's not where they're stopping. They're not interested in solving the problem. They are only interested in taking away the natural law rights of the people who don't follow their religion. True. The, you know, but if you go and then say, well, what's the end game here? Well, the end game is Marxism. It's a country governed, structured under the ideals of Karl Marx. And uh, too few people have read the Communist Manifesto to understand where Marx was going. And uh, it's, it's a scholarly work. And he has logical arguments of where and why he thinks his solution is the right one. But when Marx wrote that document, uh, the world was a little bit different place than it is now. And so uh, in his goals, uh, one of the things, uh, his solution was eliminate personal property. And why? Back then, less than 3% of the people were property owners. So he said the best way to do that is to take all the property and let the government manage it. Well, now in this country, you uh, because of our Constitution, there— you know, it's the uh, life, liberty, property, but the part of the property is not only to own property, but to acquire property. So our structure is you may not have property now, but you can acquire property in the in the future. And this is happening in this country. So a lot of the things that Marx thought were necessary have not been shown to be necessary as your as your history progresses in this. But the whole concept of uh, a person accumulating wealth uh, and family wealth that can be passed on, Marx did not believe in inheritance. So if you get pulled into this whole woke concept, it's leading to Marxism. So you need to look at what are the goals of Marxism? And then you look at the protections we have here and you find that most of the protections that we have from our government are lost in Marxism because the government becomes your 
everything, you know, who, you know, where you can live, um, you know, what kind of job you can have. All these things are part of the utopia of Marx. But people don't know what Marxism really is. They get confused with uh, countries, and I, I, I digress a little bit here, but uh, people confuse social programs with socialism. And people talk about socialism, you need to be talking about true socialism is Marxism. And uh, a country that has a social safety net like we do here, we have Social Security, we have Medicare, we have uh, Medicaid and programs like that, but the people are still free to make choices. Uh, but in Marxism, you, you have no choices. And socialism in Marxism is not about safety nets. It's about the government controlling... Well, that's really a critical point and, and something that we don't understand. Uh, most people don't understand, especially young people, because they have never experienced in their lifetime. They've never had an example of true socialism or communism to look at. When we were growing up, we had the Soviet Union. And we knew what was happening over there. And as the Soviet Union gradually broke up, it became more and more apparent that a they were a totalitarian regime, that people that did not toe the line were disappeared. Uh, they did not have a standard of living that came anywhere close to what we were used, used to here in this country. And so without that example to look at, We've raised a couple of generations who could be fed a bunch of lies about what socialism is when we know those truly are lies. Yeah, I think one of the big mistakes we've made in the education system is not having uh, a required course in comparative governments so we can compare our government against monarchies, against communism, against parla parliamentarian uh, democracies and so on. But, you know, when you study, and again, uh, no mandatory requirement to study the Constitution, uh, you know, civics has gotten watered down. A lot of the schools don't even teach civics anymore. And what happens is you don't appreciate what you have compared to something else. And that's in many cases, you can't appreciate what you have until you compare it to something else. So I was pleased uh, the state of Florida has now uh, instituted mandatory uh, civics again in the Florida curriculum, because what's happened is the people unfortunately have not taken a lot of interest in their school systems and what their kids are being taught. And when they do, they get pretty upset. Uh, you know, when they find that critical race theory is being taught as factual instead of a theory, and it's not even a theory because a theory basically says we've got enough data to prove that this is correct. So it's probably what I would say at best a very flawed hypothesis. 
Well, you know, to our founders, a, ma a person's property consisted of uh, his land and home, his possessions, the works of his hands, the ideas of his mind, and his life itself. To our founders, that's what your private property was. And the Constitution was written primarily to protect and secure those those private property rights for each individual. And when you when you talk about the Communist Manifesto, all of those rights, though that whole concept is is gone because you know, under socialism, you do not own your body. The government owns your body. It owns your land. It owns your home. It owns your ideas. It, it, it owns everything you make with your hands, and it owns your life. It can do with you whatever it wants because there's no protection against, like, like in our Bill of Rights, against people just being arrested and disappearing off the face of the earth. That's what we would lose under a Marxist, communist, totalitarian regime. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when Marx and Engels wrote this document, their assumption was that you would have a benevolent government that was doing all these things for the people. But in reality, when you think about it, uh, what if the people don't want to have a benevolent government that makes all their decisions for them? Um, and that's why you find in reality, uh, you know, Marx had a utopia. He felt that was going to bring all these injustices uh, to bay to, to get rid of them. But in reality, uh, people have, <laughs> have a spirit of freedom genetically in them. And what you then have to do is come down hard on that population and keep them under control. And basically, the lesson is do it our way and life won't be so bad. If you uh, divert from where we want you to be, you'll be punished severely. And that is the, the iron hand of Marxism. It turns out that, no, just because you think the government is – going to take care of you, uh, no, you're going to have to do it the government's way. Your freedom is lost. And what you've got, um, in some cases, uh, I would say probably in the Chinese system, which is a totally unique uh, form of communism, uh, you know, you have a you, you have the material things that most communist countries don't have, but you have no freedom either. So you've got to look and say, uh, if I have to have uh, no freedom and maybe stuff given to me, not me. Uh, and I think not most people. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call me the mischief. Call me the wind. Call me the 
Choctaw. Me original sin. Me railroad steel. Muddy waters. And people, I just love to hear that old man sing. Wait. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything. Everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. <laughs>